Round four. The wheel is rigged. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather add that in post? No, I'm just gonna do it by myself because I like my hi-hat <laughs> impersonation. The hi-hat, the unsung hero of, of the, drum. the drum kit. episode of Almost Healthy with Sam and Emily. Hi everyone. Well Emily, how was our trip to Florida? Fantastic. We all, we came back very tan. I got a really cute swimsuit and Spirit Airlines was fantastic. So sanitary. There was only vomit on three-fourths of the seats. (laughs) And we had very little leg room, but it was okay because we got to prop our legs up on the seat in front yeah, of us. Yeah, what we did was we just, like, extended our legs <laughs> and put them on the headrest of the person in front of us. We got pedicures before, so it was fine. Oh, yeah. Our feet weren't swelly. <laughs> All right, Sam, so you have a SCOBY update for us. Oh, yes. So I reached out to Anastasia, and she gave me a little update about Gerard. Um, As Sam pulls this up, so people have been giving us feedback and on our podcast, which we'll get into in a second. And um, there was this girl in my floor or in my building that told me that she listened and that she also had a scoby. and that the scoby's just vibing at her house at the moment. So apparently, this is. A universal experience. Meanwhile, for a year, I thought when Sam was talking about kombucha that she had a machine that made kombucha and not just like a a little thing of culture. So, yeah, it's a very low tech operation. If you want to get into kombucha culturing, you just need like a big glass vessel. Wow. All right. Well, I'll have to make my own and then I'll get back to you on how it goes. Do any of our listeners brew kombucha? Let us know. Oh my gosh. Reach out to us yeah. on Instagram. Send us pictures of your SCOBY. <laughs> SCOBY selfies. We'll feature them on our Instagram. <laughs> yes. No, literally, if you send us a picture of you with your SCOBY, we'll repost. Yes. That's a promise, unless it's inappropriate. Yeah, don't. don't. I don't actually want to know what inappropriate photos people would take with SCOBYs. Okay, give us the update. <laughs> So, in March of 2020, he was residing with her biology teacher, and then she was going to take him back the following week, but then everything shut down, so it is safe to assume that he is dead, and she did apologize for killing him. Um, That is so sad. I did not know that that's what you were going to (laughs) say. That is so upsetting. I mean, that's the circle of life. And she's a wonderful person. And I told her, like, don't even feel bad. I gave you Gerard because I knew I couldn't take care of him anymore. Right. You know, like, it's a lot of responsibility feeding something once every two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) 
topic of today's podcast is vegetables. Oh, you have such an angelic voice. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Emily, growing up, how did you eat vegetables? I literally just ate carrots. (laughs) My parents had to force me to eat. Like, we would go to Dunkin' Donuts when I lived in Massachusetts. Love Dunks. My parents would have to force me to eat the bagel so I could get the donut because I just wanted to eat the donut. Like, I was a sugar fiend, so all I ate were carrots. Did you, were you a big vegetable person? So, growing up, I didn't know vegetables were something that kids avoided because they were just always on my plate. Mm. Um, like, my grandma, I love her so much. <laughs> she, what she would do, which I think is genius, is after school, my brother and I would be, like, hanging out in the living room, and she would just, like, put down a plate of cut fruit and vegetables, and we would just graze on it. Um, or like my mom would always just have a vegetable with dinner. So Mm -hmm. like, of course you're going to eat it. Right. Because there's so much to say about vegetables. Maybe that's just us having a lot to say about vegetables, but, uh, we narrowed the scope of today's podcast into sneaky ways to eat more vegetables. And so this is, um, I love a vegetable first of all, and I think there are so many dishes and preparations that you can celebrate like the flavors Mm -hmm. and that's not what today's podcast is and I think that when you're trying to strive towards a balanced diet um it's always nice to kind of look at your recipes and see ways you can kind of sneak vegetables in just because sometimes you love a dish and it you don't know how to incorporate a vegetable into, you know, that meal. And it's nice to kind of be able to, you know, throw something in sneakily and get in your balanced diet and just know you're feeling better from that. Yeah. And there's only so much salad one person can eat. Right. And so... And wilted spinach and soups and, like, pasta. Yeah. And so... This is kind of like if you've gotten to a point where you're like, I'm tired of roasted vegetables, I'm tired of steamed vegetables, this is the podcast for you. Right. So, Sam actually used to have a job where, do you still have the job? So, I'm in employment purgatory. I have not heard from them since campus shut down. But I also have not been fired. I don't think I've ever been fired, actually, from any job. Wow, that's actually a nice track record. Um, but yeah, Sam used to have a job. Actually, you should just explain it. Sure, so better, better I worked me. at UMass Extension, which is a government program that aims to um, educate people, specifically people who are on like food assistance, on how to... Uh, eat healthier with limited resources, which was something I was really passionate about, and I learned so much working there, and I miss all of my office ladies. Um, Shout out to the office ladies. Yeah, and so I just, I did a lot of, like, recipe updating, and um, we just, we had a lot of recipes on, like, how to eat vegetables and how to incorporate them. So, due to that, and due to our passion of vegetables, (laughs) Sam and I have come up with 
a game. Actually, Sam came up with this game, and now I'm going along with it. Um, we're calling it the Wheel of Chaos. So I thought of all of the weird ways I have given my family trust issues by putting vegetables in things where they did not belong. <laughs> and I put them on one of those little spinner wheels from, like, elementary school. And so the way this is going to work is Emily is going to spin the wheel. It's going to land on something. She's going to have to guess how I put vegetables into it. Um, and then... <laughs> Basically, I'm never going to trust her cooking again. No. I'm going to feel like she's secretly feeding me vegetables every time I come over. Is there spinach in our coffee? Is there, Samantha? <laughs> Is there? You saw me make it. I did not. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> did you grind up some spinach while I was in the bathroom? So, shall we get into the game? Yeah, let's play this game. Emily has not seen this wheel before. No. I was writing our script while she did this. Alright. Wait, I'm reading it. No. I'm a little afraid of the cookies. (laughs) I also don't know how to pronounce that. That's okay. Okay. And we spin. That is a really annoying noise. Um, cookies! <laughs> How do you think I incorporate vegetables into cookies? I would not be surprised if it was like an egg replacement of some sort. Actually, no, that wouldn't work because eggs are binders. Um, no, because the fiber, I feel like you could totally like, you could easily grate zucchini into cookies, I feel like, or squash, um, or do sweet potato as, like, a binder. I'm trying so hard to keep a neutral face, um, but Emily does get the point for this. Yes! (laughs) In middle school, I went through this phase where I made oatmeal zucchini chocolate chip cookies, and they were so good, um... 10 out of 10 recommend, but I think I'm the only person who likes them. Well, no, because I, my family eats a lot of zucchini breads. Uh, my grandma actually made this fantastic, like, lemon zucchini bread that was, like, so moist and beautiful for Thanksgiving. Um, so we, like, we're, we're a big, like, zucchini bread, zucchini, or carrot bread What person. a fun way to eat vegetables. And you, sugar yes. and fat and flour Ugh. in a cookie. What more could you want? Totally. And also, I would like to clarify that these recipes aren't inherently, like, the most healthy way to eat a vegetable. Right. It's just, like, how can you eat more? Right. Obviously, cookies, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want your only vegetable intake to be through cookies. Okay. Round two. So if I'm one for one. Do, 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 do. Sauce. We talked about this. I, the only way I would do sauce is because I make a lot of um, shakshuka in my family. Mm. And so we'll, I will add peppers, onions, spinach, and sometimes carrots into the tomato sauce and garlic to like pep it up 
uh, with all the spices. So that's how I would do it. I want to try your shakshuka. It's, I enjoy my shakshuka. Shakshuka? I don't know. It's super good with like cornbread and feta. If you haven't had shakshuka, I highly recommend. Like actually a great breakfast. Okay, how do you incorporate it into sauce? I'm a little afraid to find this out. No, this one's really easy. Um, I just think pestos are a really great way to use uh, kale. Just because I think kale can be really difficult if you're a vegetable newbie. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just dove right in and basically ate kale, straight only kale for three months. I mean, been there, done that. <laughs> so a really approachable way to try kale because it's so tough and really has an assertive flavor is to make it in a pesto mm-hmm. and either sub it for the basil or do like half basil, half kale. Um, and that'll like break down how tough it is. And then you'll also have like the flavors of olive oil and garlic and Parmesan and salt and pepper to like mellow it. Yeah. Oh. Um, also, if you're into if you're really passionate about food waste at all, I know there's a lot of great ways to sneak in like carrot greens into pestos yes. and radish greens into pestos. Um, or if you, wilted greens. Yes. If you had some spinach and she's just like a little past her prime and you don't want to put it in a salad, mm-hmm. pesto is a great way to go. Omelets. Yes. I recently discovered that you can... This might sound obvious, but I just discovered you can put spring mix in smoothies. Because <laughs> I feel like that would be so bitter, though. Like, I couldn't do that. It, I mean, I don't think it's worth it to do it on purpose. But okay. if you have some spring mix that went bad, because, like, maybe you bought a container for a family of four and you're only one person, um, it does freeze and you can put it in smoothies. Does that come from experience from when you and your roommates bought that enormous thing of spring mix and we talked about it on the last podcast? This is also an environmental (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Teaching you all of our favorite low-waste alternatives and tips and tricks. Which we are actually both pretty passionate about. We have not talked about that, but... Okay, round three. So I am one for two. Do, 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 soup. I feel like that's so obvious. Like, you can literally throw any vegetable in soup. I make soba noodle miso soup, and there's a farmer's market by my, in my town, and they have, like, this little Asian vegetable um, stand and I just go buy a bunch and like chrysanthemum, napa cabbage, uh, mm-hmm. bok choy, you know, whatever fun thing I can find and throw it in my soup. So I feel like that's how you do it. Yeah. So I think the obvious answer is just putting vegetables in soup. Like chicken soup is really classic because you have your mirepoix, so you're already eating like carrots and celery. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a little sick of salads. you can put like greens in there and they just like disintegrate and so you can eat a lot of spinach without like getting lockjaw yeah (laughs) um but so the way I like to do vegetables in soup is a blended soup 
Oh my gosh, with an immersion blender? I do have an immersion blender. I've always wanted one. I 10 out of 10 recommend. I love mine. Um, so I, if you're a UMass student, you have New York Times cooking and there are so many fantastic soup recipes there. There's like a spinach and celery soup, mm-hmm. which sounds weird, but it's delicious. Um, there's like a red lentil and carrot soup I really like. I've always been a butternut squash soup person, and I've always Ooh. wanted to make it, but you have to have an immersion blender. Like, it's really hard to do it in an actual blender. Um, and I'm a big carrot soup person as well. Those are, like, carrot soup is actually really, really good. And if you wanted to do, like, I know we're in spring, so what I'm saying is very much so out of season. But if fall comes around and you ever want to do, like, a carrot pumpkin soup, mm. like, yes. Are you a gazpacho person? No. We do not, like, like, my mom sends food back if it's, like, lukewarm. Like, she does not like lukewarm fries, so never been a gazpacho person. Are you a gazpacho person? I like it, but it has to be really seasonal, which is, like, the most pretentious thing ever. (laughs) But... (laughs) The freshest heirloom tomatoes you can find. I just feel like the whole point of gazpacho is, like, to make it with vegetables that, like, your neighbor grew or you got at farmer's market. Okay, yeah. All right, round two, or round four. Round four. The wheel is rigged. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather add that in post? No, I'm just going to do it by myself because I like my hi-hat <laughs> impersonation. The hi-hat. The unsung hero of the drum drum kit. kit. That was something I cut from our last podcast. Um, But it's a great bit, so we're going to just reference it. Yeah, in the future we might produce some bonus episodes with all the bits we had to cut for time. Dessert? Oh. (laughs) Every time I think of, this isn't even vegetable, but every time I think of vegetables in desserts, I think of those black bean brownies. That people make. Beans aren't a vegetable. I know. Oh, okay. But I, like, that's why it's so weird that I think of them, but I think of black meat brownies. Um, okay, dessert. I still feel like it's, once again, carrots and zucchini. If you're about to say cauliflower, I might cry. I might actually <laughs> just have to leave. Well, so cauliflower is going to be its own episode, because there's just so much you can do. But you are correct. I will give you the point for desserts. Um... I think we talked about zucchini bread, which I categorize as a dessert. Yes. Like a zucchini chocolate chip loaf. Yes. So good. You can also do, like, zucchini brownies. And the secret to baking dessert with zucchini is you have to salt it, and then you have to squeeze it. Right. Because there's just too much moisture. Um, How that actually works, I heard this on the cooking channel, is that what happens with salt is that it brings the moisture to the surface. Some cooking chemistry. We should have a food science person on. I really want, I love the fact, apparently UMass has um, one of the oldest food science programs. Um, I think, maybe, I can't, don't remember if it's in Massachusetts or if it's in the country, but it is one of the oldest food science programs. Um, and I think that's so cool. And I, I think we need to talk that. about that. Yeah, I heard about it in my science journalism class. We have, so I worked in Chenoweth 
And that's where a lot of the food science labs are. And apparently we have an ocean spray food lab. <gasps> we have like industry partnerships. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are a big, we are a big university. All right. So that is the Wheel of Chaos. And then Emily, what is our next and last vegetable game? Oh, yes, we will be playing Would You Rather Vegetable Style. Um, Basically, I came up with this one because I'm a genius. It's not. (laughs) Um, A visionary of our times. Of course. Uh, What can I say? Um, Basically, Sam and I are going to put, we're going to come up with different, where we've come up with different ways that we like vegetables in um, our dishes and we are going to choose which one we would rather have. Um, I'm going to pull up the list. Would you rather have pickled vegetables or put your vegetables in smoothies? Mm. I think vegetables and smoothies. I recently discovered, maybe in like the past six months, that it's not just greens you can put in smoothies. Like, if you steam cauliflower, that's a really good um, substitute for bananas. Like, if you're someone who can't have a lot of sugar or um, is allergic to bananas, because people who are allergic to bananas have limited smoothie options. I actually know a lot of people that are freaked out by bananas. Like, they're afraid of them. It's a divisive fruit. I don't know why. I can actually only eat bananas if they're in a smoothie, or I can only eat fruit, period, if it's cut up. I go through phases where I, like, really like bananas, and then sometimes you'll just be eating a banana and you get, like, the urge to gag. Yes, it's really odd. Um, I'm just gonna... I really do like smoothies, but I'm a big... I'm a big green smoothie person, Um, however, I am going to have to go with pickling because I could eat pickled red onions. Like that could be my meal. Just like a jar of pickled red onions. Like I'm absolutely obsessed with them. I think that they can spice up. We eat a lot of Mediterranean salads in my house. They spice up any Mediterranean salad and make it go from boring to so fun and delicious. And now I miss pickled red onions. I... I'm okay with pickled onions. I could not eat a jar of them. Oh, they're so good. But uh, there's this restaurant in, I want to say Cambridge, and they do pickled vegetable bowls, and they're so good. They have like a turmeric pickled cauliflower and pickled carrots. Sauerkraut is amazing. Sauerkraut is fantastic. Kimchi. Oh, I am such a big kimchi person. Kimchi scrambled eggs, so good. Yes. Kimchi fried rice, like getting that out is my favorite. I do love kimchi um, scrambled eggs, especially if you throw in extra spinach to like, and like topping it with avocado to like kind of act as like your dairy to um, help balance out the spice. Cabbage is an underrated vegetable. Yeah, you, don't you make Asian cabbage pancakes? Yeah, um, okay, so they're called okonomiyaki, um, and there are a lot of ways to make it, but in the simplest explanation, think like, kind of almost a crepe batter with 
shredded cabbage in it and then sometimes there'll be like carrots or other vegetables um and it's just a really fun way to eat cabbage that sounds really really cool like that sounds like a very interesting texture um which I'm a big fan of because I don't just like one note mushy foods it is because my big problem with cabbage is it's so much chewing yes it's really tough and so this is like just the perfect amount of cooked where there's some bite to it but it's not like a workout for your face okay next would you rather carrot fries or brussels sprout tater tots <laughs> he did not like either of those options <laughs> I like carrots and I like Brussels sprouts so I would just rather have carrots plain or roasted or like roasted Brussels sprouts because um, if I'm going to have a fry it's going to be a fry usually uh. Even if it's just baked. No, I think I would do carrot fries because they're essentially roasted carrots is what they are. Yeah. Um, And I love them. And I wish as a child my mom made them. You know what is really good? Carrot fries, like baked carrot fries with uh, sour cream, avocado, and lime (sighs) sauce on the side. I could see that and if you wanted to like add a bunch of like Mexican like chili powder and paprika on the carrots. Ooh, and salt. Yes. Lots of salt. Always the salt. I hope our listeners are hungry listening. Yes. To this podcast. Oh, I would have to be eating listening to this podcast. Once again, we are recording this fasted. <laughs> um Dumplings or spaghetti squash? Dumplings. Spaghetti squash. I love dumplings. I do love dumplings. Like I, like I said, and we've talked about last time, dim sum weekends at Ugh. UMass are fantastic. Like I am a big dumpling person. We buy the dumplings, the veg, are they the vegetable dumplings from Trader Joe's? Yeah. Yeah, love those, but, um... I'm a little obsessed with, like, spaghetti, squash, olive oil, and Parmesan cheese. Ooh. So good. So simple. My, so the way I like to do spaghetti squash, which I'm obsessed with, is I bake it, mm-hmm. and then I do the Trader Joe's vegan pesto and shrimp. That's interesting. With Parmesan. Yeah. So good. We don't try that hard. We literally microwave our, <laughs> we microwave the spaghetti squash we take the fork, take it all out, and throw in olive oil, throw in Parmesan on days we're feeling really lazy, but, like, don't want to eat, like, an actual thing of pasta. One and done, like, a five-minute meal if you're really, really, like, squished for time. Squish! If you're really, really squished for time. If you're really squished for time, it's a great, like, quick meal. Um, Microwave broccoli underrated amen my mom does that all the time salad in a jar or leaf lettuce wraps you go first salad in a jar are you kidding me i'm a pinterest girl (laughs) and i love fancy salads like i'm a big fan of like fancy salads that 
make me feel good after I eat them, but then also could be a good picture. So salad in a jar. I agree that salad in a jar is very pretty. I just feel like it's not a practical way to eat a salad. Like the components aren't evenly distributed and like the best parts of the salad are at the bottom. Well, I feel like that's why you're supposed to actually dump out the salad into another bowl, which defeats um, the purpose. Yeah, but... another dish I have to wash, pass. <laughs> so for that reason, I would say like a collard green wrap. Okay. You know, like raw vegan YouTube circa like 2010, 2015. Don't remind me, but yes. <laughs> they made so many like collard green wraps. I remember I brought one on a school trip and I think I got made fun of for it. Oh my god. Well, the only thing I remember about raw vegan YouTube circa 2000. Oh, I was never raw vegan, by the way. I just like fruits and vegetables. Well, I remember my friend Elizabeth would bring, like, talk about these videos of, like, people eating, like, an entire watermelon for a meal. And, like, that is terrifying. That was my dream. I was like, I just want to eat an entire watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that has been our vegetable games. to recipe of the week yes um so i have found this fantastic kale caesar uh with parmesan roasted chickpeas that reminds me of the kale salads i used to make um so essentially the kale salads i used to make i would come up with a really quick balsamic dressing um massage the kale with it because you always massage the kale. kale people who don't like kale They're not massaging it. They're not. And if they do and they still don't like it, then, like, fine. But massaging the kale makes it not like shoe leather, essentially. Yeah. It definitely breaks up all of the cell walls and makes it just, like, a little bit more tender. I've heard some people will massage it with either, like, oil or salt to help break it up. That's what I do. We we also massage a lot of lemon into it, but I recently really do, like, oil with it. Um, so you massage the kale and then I used to throw in, or I still do actually, I make this all the time, um, carrots, shredded carrots and, uh, sliced up cucumber. And then I also used to make a lot of roasted chickpeas with like Mexican style, um, spices on top. And so this is kind of like a taco chickpeas. Yes. Essentially that's what they were. Taco seasoning. And I love them. I do that with Trader Joe's taco seasoning. And I kind of think that chickpeas are a great, like roasted chickpeas are a great substitute for croutons if you're a big crouton person. I was never a crouton person, but I do love a roasted chickpea. Yeah. They add a lot of texture into your, um into your salad that's really great so I will link this in the description the only thing about this and we were discussing this the only thing about this recipe is that it's a greek yogurt based dressing I do not like creamy dressings I can't do ranch I can't do ranch either but I can do greek yogurt that's the one exception for me 
I don't know if I've ever had Greek yogurt. Maybe we have to try this for next week's podcast. Because I used to do, like, Greek yogurt and avocado dressings. Because those are really creamy, but they don't, like, feel like I'm drinking an entire glass of milk with my... With my salad. Mayonnaise dressings disgust me. Oh, gross. Absolutely cannot. Vetoed. Except, you know, my dad used to eat Brussels sprouts and asparagus dipped in mayo. That's what my mom does. Yes. It's a thing. Maybe it's a generational thing. Sometimes people mix it with, like, hot sauce, too. Which I do. I do stand sriracha mayo sometimes. It, I have to kind of be in the mood for it, though. Once a year, I'll eat mayonnaise. Yeah. I no. wish they just sold, like, single servings of mayonnaise, because that's all I ever want. <laughs> it's like, once every year, I'm like, ooh, I could go for a tuna salad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do eat a lot of tuna salad in my house, so there's that. What's your favorite kind of salad dressing? I'm a balsamic person. Actually, not only am I a balsamic person... But because we're a classic California family, we like to buy fancy olive oils and vinegars. Um, there's this place, it used to be at the Spectrum, if you know where that is. Um, All of our California listeners. Yes. Um, it's called 41 Olive, and my mom bought, like, pink grapefruit vinegar and, like, really fancy avocado oils. And we love, I love incorporating that into salad dressings. I think Fun vinegars or changing up the acid in your salad dressing is such a great way to, like, reinvent a salad. Yeah, can we just, like, stress the fact that apple cider vinegar is not the only great vinegar out there? And to also, I don't know who is, like, apple cider vinegar, the superfood. <laughs> like, please stop with the apple cider vinegar drinks. Please. I beg of your you. Your dentist is begging you. <laughs> My mom went through a phase where it was just like apple cider vinegar, little bit of olive oil, salt. That's the salad dressing. And I was like, absolutely not. There was a period of time where it was apple cider vinegar and coconut oil. And those were like the two things people were putting in their food. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm so glad that's over. I was the superfood person. I did used to drink hot water, apple cider vinegar, and lemon. I'm a big lemon water person, though. You're also a big boiling water person. I eat, I drink, I eat (laughs) boiling water. I drink hot water, like plain hot water. Everybody thinks I'm crazy for it. Um, tell me if you think I'm crazy for it on Instagram. Also, then follow me on Instagram. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. (laughs) This podcast is actually just me trying to get more followers. <laughs> it's the hoax. Okay. Um. Oh, and then the final salad dressing we both really love are nut-based salad dressings. Oh, my God. And you really like, yeah, like you are a big tahini person. I love a creamy tahini dressing. Trader Joe's makes um, really great salad dressings. I'm a big... Oh, yeah. You know, my mom actually loves the Green Goddess Trader Joe's. Do I have, have it, it in my fridge. I just tried it. I am super picky about salad dressings. I didn't eat them for, like, the first 10 years of my life. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and, yeah, that one's so good. They also have a really great almond butter one if you're into, like, nut-based. Um, We also talked about peanut-based dressings, like... I, I, I would do almond if you're allergic to peanuts, but... Um, Spicy peanut. 
a little bit acidic, a little bit sweet, a little spicy. Like those are so fun in Asian-based salads, like Asian vegetable-based salads. It's so funny to me how in like Pinterest recipe ethos, Asian-based just means soy sauce. <laughs> Literally soy sauce. Rice and soy sauce. Yes. And Green tofu. onions, tofu, and then like sesame seeds. Yes. All right. And on that note, I think it is time to wrap up this podcast. It's been fun, people. What is our next episode going to be about? We haven't talked about Oh. Are we going to do it? Are we doing the cauliflower? No, it's too soon. Okay. We can't do cauliflower. Well, you know what? You're just going to have to check in and find out. Unless Ooh, you have an idea. <laughs> you always got to leave them wanting more, Samantha. You were the one that taught me that. Get your head in the game. Don't let the burnout get to you, Missy. Emily, <laughs> this is not a seduction podcast. <laughs> No, it's a Pete Davidson podcast. Pete Davidson fan club. Mm, the king of Staten, Staten Island. Island. <laughs> All right. All right. This has been Almost Healthy. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Shout out to Skinny Kenny for bringing us dope beats. <laughs> <laughs>